I'm going to stand still in the midst of difficulty. I'm going to stand still in the midst of heartache, in the midst of agitation. I'm going to stand still and I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to say it over yourself. touch you now, let him touch you now. Fill him up, Lord God, that you fill him up, glory in the spirit. Yep, lift up your voice more, 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 more. I titled tonight, Your Attack Becomes Your Victory. Your attack becomes your victory. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell them, Your attack becomes your victory. In other words, every area that you were attacked in is going to be every area that you're going to be victorious in. In other words, every defeat that the enemy tried to put on you is actually going to be turned to God's victory in your life, and you're going to praise the Lord, and you're going to have a testimony, and it's going to be spoken out of your own lips. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That which was taken from you, you shall pursue, you shall overtake, and you shall recover, and the Lord will add the increase. And the Lord's going to add the increase. Lord's going to add the increase. Say, I'm going to pursue, I'm going to overtake, and I'm going to recover all. Say it again. I'm going to pursue, I'm going to overtake, and I'm going to recover all. And the Lord is going to add the increase. Luke 6, 38. Luke 6, 38 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let's say it again. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. It's going to be put right into your lap. A good measure. It's overflowing. The Bible says, for with the same measure that you use, it will be the same measure that is measured back to you. 
This is not just in tithing. This is in everything that you do, in every act of service, in every act of kindness, in everything, every prayer, every way that you, you look to serve the Lord, even when no one notices. But God sees it all. Say, God sees it all. He knows my heart. He knows your heart. Amen? He knows before even a word is spoken what you're going to say. Our main text today is going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 30. So if you want, you can turn there. 1 Samuel chapter 30. But I want to set it up here for some of you that may not be familiar with this story. Ziklag was a town that was part of the Israelites' inheritance. And it was given to David, and it had been attacked, and it had been destroyed. It was his inheritance, church. It was given to him, but it was attacked. And it was destroyed. How many of you have had an inheritance and the enemy has been trying to take your inheritance? Or how, I mean, just your seed, just your seed, just your children, I, you know. But how many of you had an inheritance can be finances, but it doesn't have to be only finances. Amen. Something the Lord has given you. The Lord gave this to him, gave it to them, and it was being threatened. The Amalekites had invaded and burned the city, and they captured all the wives. They captured the children from Ziklag while David and his men were away. It was his. It belonged to him. It was given to him. It was in his inheritance. But while he was busy, while he was distracted, while he was doing something else, uh, the enemy came in, weaseled his way in, and took, and took what was not rightfully his to take. Does anyone relate tonight? Can anyone say, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've experienced that myself. It may not be a land. It may not be a property, but I've experienced that myself. But I've got news for you. If you stand on the word of God, every area that the enemy has violated and has taken from you, you have every right in right standing with God to claim it back. You have every right in right standing with God to actually receive that which had been stolen. Somebody say, that's good news. That's good news. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let us not grow weary. See, I'm not going to grow weary in doing good. For in due season I'm going to reap. And I'm not going to lose heart. Amen. Say it again. That was pretty lame. Let us not grow weary. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Say, I'm going to reap because I'm not going to lose heart. Say it again. I'm going to reap and I'm not going to lose heart. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to keep my heart clean. I'm going to keep my hands clean. I'm going to keep my life clean, and I will not lose out. God says, I will reap if I do not lose heart. So the Amalekites had invaded, and they burned the city, and they captured. They captured the wives. They captured the, the children. You know, they burned the whole city. And upon their return, they saw the devastation. When they, David and his men returned, they saw, the, and they, 
David and his 400 men, they came back and they see the devastation that happened in their land. They see that it's burned up. They see their wives and their children missing. How would you feel, right? And so how could this have happened when they trusted their leader? They trusted David. How could this have happened? Their once loyalty turned to wanting to stone him. They were, lo they were loyal to David. But at this point, their grief got so, so, so deep because of losing everything, they wanted to stone him. That's, say, that's pretty bad. That's a lot of sorrow. It's a lot of anger, right? So let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and in verse 6. We're going to look at verse 6. So David was greatly distressed, and you would be too. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. And every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David strengthened himself in the Lord. That is such a powerful scripture because when everything was going pretty bad, David didn't go and complain. He didn't go run and quit. He didn't go and try to blame somebody else. He didn't say, well, it's his fault or it's the... He strengthened himself in the Lord. Do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Are you allowing the Lord to strengthen you? Because this is what's necessary, church of God. It is necessary. So David strengthened himself in the Lord. How did he do this? How did he strengthen himself in the Lord? Say, so that's a good question. That's a good question. Let's go down to verse 8. David strengthened himself in the Lord because he inquired of the Lord. When you inquire of the Lord, you strengthen yourself in the Lord. When you inquire of the Lord in his goodness, when you inquire of the Lord in his splendor, when you seek his face, when you seek his hand, when you look at him, when you look at the word of God and you say, Lord, I need you to strengthen me. I'm going to open up the word of God and I'm, I'm believing that you're going to strengthen me. When you're inquiring of the Lord and saying, Lord, how is this going to turn out? What do you say, Lord? Oh, I may hear what the reports say. I may hear what other people may say. And I certainly hear what my own emotions are telling me. My own mind, my own thoughts are telling me. But what do you say, Lord? Do you stop and do you ask the Lord? Do you inquire of the Lord? And are you asking of him? Because that's how you encourage yourself in the Lord. This is how David encouraged himself in the Lord. People, his wife, the wives, the children were gone, missing, and they didn't know where they were. Their whole city was burned up, and they didn't know who did it, and they didn't know where to go, what to do. But David, instead of doing what some people would do, he went right to prayer. He went right to prayer. Let this be a house of prayer, that we go right to prayer, that each and every one of you learn to discipline yourselves to go right to prayer. Amen? He prayed. He encouraged himself by the word of the Lord. Exodus 14, 13. We'll put it up on the screen. Exodus 14, 13. It says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. He says, stand still. Some of you need to say, I'm going to stand still. 
In the midst of chaos, I'm going to stand still. In the midst of difficulty, I'm going to stand still. In the midst of heartache, in the midst of agitation, I'm going to stand still and I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to say it over yourselves. I'm going to stand still and I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord because the Lord is good. He is a stronghold and the righteous run to him and they are safe. Amen. Notice how he says here, amen, somebody, go ahead, somebody give him a shout, amen. You, you got to learn how to shout and, and praise and, ex, and be exuberant in the things of the Lord, amen. We're a church alive, not a, not a dead church. This church is alive, so I expect to hear your voices. I expect to hear your praises. I expect to hear you, amen. Glory to God, hallelujah. Notice how he says, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you're not going to see them anymore. You're not seeing them anymore. That which was trying to steal from you, you're not going to see it anymore. In other words, God's going to turn it. Say, God's going to turn it. And he's going to turn it for my good. Your attack's going to become your victory. Let's go back to 1 Samuel 30. Because the Lord used an Egyptian. The Lord used an Egyptian who served the enemy. The Lord used an Egyptian who served the Amalekite army who was left behind during the raid, but he was found by David. He was found by David and his 400 men on their pursuit to find and to reclaim what was lost. David's trying to find his family. David's trying to find what, who, where, what happened. He's on the hunt. David's a warrior. David's trying to find his family, not just his, but everyone, right? And as he's looking, as he's on his way, he sees this Egyptian man that's barely alive. You know, and he gives him food. He refreshes him. And he says, do you know where they went? What happened? This Egyptian man starts to panic because he says, yes, I do know where they're at. But if I tell you, please don't turn me in, paraphrased. Please don't turn me in, right? David says, we're not going to turn you in, but tell us where they're at. Where did the family, where did they all go? Where are they? And so God uses this Egyptian man that was serving the, arm, the enemy's side to help David. Don't you tell me that the Lord's not going to use your enemies to help bring you into a place of victory? If God wants to use your enemies to help you, then he will. God will use whatever he chooses to use. You only need to have faith. You only need to stand strong. You only need to believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is your job to say, Lord, I believe. And if you want to use a donkey to rescue me, you will. If you want to use an Egyptian that's actually fighting against me, or at least was, if you want to use my enemies and, and, and cause them to work for me, then I'm going to receive it because God is working it all out together for our good. He's working it all out together for your good. What do you learn from this? You learned to stop looking at the circumstance and you learn to see God in everything. Are you seeking God in everything? Are you saying, Lord, where are you at? What are you doing in this situation? God is always speaking and God is always moving. He is always moving. He is always speaking. The question is, are you listening? Are we listening to the voice of the Lord? Because see, David could have been like, what are you doing on the floor? This is an Egyptian. He can barely, he's like half dead. He's like, you know, he's fallen. He has no energy. He had three days not eating. He has no strength. 
This is a distraction. I'm looking for my family. And he could have ran right on by, but he didn't. He realizes because he's a man of prayer, God's going to use anything he wants to use. He's going to speak however he wants to speak. My job is to be attentive to his voice. Our job is to be attentive to his voice. Amen? So look at verse uh, 15 and 16. So David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? And he said, swear to me that by God, you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. And I will take you down to this troop. And when he had brought him down, there they spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil, which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the, and from the land of Judah. So this Egyptian takes him right to the spoil, takes him right to where all the family is. They takes him right where he needs to be. Amen? Yeah, that's powerful because God is going to use your enemies to bring, to bring forth your, your breakthrough. God is going to use your enemies. Many times God uses your enemies to actually bring you through to the breakthrough if need be. He is, he is Baal Perazim, the Lord of the breakthrough. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. And I want you to speak it over yourselves right now. Baal Perazim, the Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough. Amen. Amen. So David attacked the Amalekites from morning until evening. I mean, he showed up because God led him there. He showed up because God led him right to where he needs to be. Don't you believe God's going to lead you right where you need to be? Don't you believe that whatever it is you're standing and believing for, God is going to give you that road. He's going to show you, don't go this way, go this way. He's going to show you how to pray. He's going to show you what it is you need to pray. He's going to show you what to do and what not to do so that you walk right into the favor of God, the blessing of God. It's yours. Don't let your heart get hardened. Don't let your heart be hard. Don't let your heart be filled with all manner of unbelief and offense and everything because you would be blocking everything God wants to do. You would be. You would be blocking it. And I don't think that's the kind of church that I preach at. That I don't think you're the, that's not the kind of people that, that are sitting under my teaching, is it? Because if it is, we need to get that right. Because seriously, God is on the move. He has been moving in incredible ways. I mean, incredible ways. Yes. And you know, we come and we experience, Jess Marie, we experience incredible, incredible moving of the Holy Spirit every time we meet. And we, we expect it. We believe for it. We expect it. And God never disappoints. He every single time comes through. And we see testimony after testimony after testimony, right? What the, what the enemy wants to do is callous your heart. Because he wants to get you to a place where you start to question or you become upset or offended so that you can't receive what God wanted you to receive. Say, nope, not on my watch. Oh, no. I'm walking in Holy Ghost fire. I'm going to keep my heart right. I'm going to keep my hands clean. And I'm going to walk in forgiveness. And I'm going to walk in believing the more of God. I know that's who you are, but I'm, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here tonight. Are we all on the same page here tonight? <laughs> yeah, the fire of the Lord. Oh, how we love God's Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost fire. So from morning until evening, look at verse 18, because it wasn't just him taking back what was 
taken what was stolen. But David recovered all, verse 18, David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. Let's keep going. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which had had taken from them, David recovered all. Says it again. David recovered all. Hallelujah. What was stolen is stolen no more. Verse 20. Then David took the flocks and the herds and, and, and that had been driven before those other livestock. He took what those other livestock and said, this is David's increase. This is his spoil. This is his increase. This is mine. He claimed it. He claimed the territory. He said, this is my increase. And the Lord added to them. See, so it's not just that God is going to restore what the locust has stolen. It's not just that God, the Lord says you're going to pursue, you're going to overtake, and you're going to recover. But God is going to add to you if you have faith. If you have faith to receive even tonight, even tonight, if you have faith to receive tonight, you're going to recover. You're going to, God's going to restore, overtake, but he's also going to add the increase. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the increase. I, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for more of the increase. Amen. No more limiting Myself and no more limiting God. I don't believe we limit God, but still, some might, and we need to know what's available. You know that Ziklag means measured, pressed down, measured and pressed down? Ziklag, it means measured and pressed down. That which was taken from you, you shall pursue, you shall overtake. You shall recover all, and the Lord will add unto you. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Inquire of the Lord. That means ask. Inquire of the Lord. And Luke, as Luke 6, 38 states, your good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your own bosom. How many of you believe the word of the Lord? How many of you believe that the word of the Lord is not going to fail and it doesn't return void? So what we're reading here is if we keep our heart right and if we keep our minds set on the things above, not on the things beneath, beneath, God says a good measure is going to be given to you. Say it's a good measure, not a limited, scarce measure, but a good measure going to be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, which means it's you're full. You're full of the blessing of God. It means that there's no gaps. It means that God wants to bless every area of your life. It means he wants to bless your finances, your health, your children, your ministry. He wants, it means that the Lord wants to increase in your life. Are you following along? Do you believe that God is a good God? Do you believe that he wants to answer your prayers? Do you believe that he has not brought you this far to leave you where you're at? Do you believe that God says, I am the God that adds increase, but I want you to do it my way. Do you believe that when you come humbly before the Lord, your God, and you say, Lord, I want to walk in humility. I want to make sure that I walk in humility, that as I walk in humility, Lord, you're going to fill me up. You're going to fill me up to the overflow, and I'm going to continue to have that increase because it's a promise from God. How many of you believe that the promises of God are always there? Yes and amen to the glory of God. Amen. I, I tell you all the time, we've only just begun. Do you believe this is, the, this is the cap? There is no cap. There is no cap other than what you put on there for your life. I put zero caps, absolutely none. 
So in other words, in my life, I expect more. I expect the increase. I expect greater. Teresa, you expect greater. You expect more. You come with a holy expectation. You come with a fire of God every time you come. You come with an expectation. You have a hunger. You're excited for the Lord. And I hear it. And I'm so grateful for you. Because it's people like you that will lift up their voice and say, I'm here. I mean, you could be somewhere else. But you're here because you're worshiping God. You're here because you're a believing believer. You could be someplace else. But you say, no, I'm choosing to go to the house of the Lord. I'm choosing to go where the glory is at. I'm choosing to go where I know God's favor is here. I'm choosing to go where I belong. And you belong in the house of the living God. Amen. Say, that's good news. So your portion, your portion, which is measured and pressed down, which I told you, Ziklag means measured and pressed down. We all have a portion. Say, I have a portion. It's measured and it's pressed down. It's measured and it's pressed down. It's measured. What do you mean it's measured? What do you mean it's measured? It means for the amount of faith you have, for your, the ability and the capacity that you have to receive the infilling of God and for his blessings to overwhelm and overtake you, to the level that you have, the capacity that you have to receive, that will be your measure. It will be measured back to you. It's going to be measured and it's going to be pressed down. In other words, when you thought you couldn't carry anymore, when you thought you couldn't go anymore, when you thought that you were being overwhelmed with the goodness of God, the blessings of God were overtaking you, the Lord says, oh, no, 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 no. I see your gratitude. I see your gratefulness. I see your humility. I see your servanthood. I'm going to press it down. You know why I'm going to press? Because it's going to be filled up even more. It's measured, but it's being pressed down because I'm going to keep on filling it. I'm going to keep on filling it till it overflows. Do you understand the kind of God you serve? Do you understand when it's measured and it's pressed and God continues to add the increase, you're going to walk in the overflow. But our job, oh, I see somebody, our lights are going on. Hallelujah. I see revelation going on. Praise the Lord. Yes, for you, Dana. I see it over you right now. I see the increase in the revelation over you right now. So Father, give her a double portion. Father, give her a double portion. Woo! Teresa just took it too. Hallelujah! Double portion in the mighty name of Jesus for you, for your children, and for your grandchildren. For your children and for your grandchildren. And I decree over them right now the clarity of the Lord, the increase of the Lord, the mindset of the Lord right now. Let every place of rebellion and stubbornness be bound and cast to the ground and bear no fruit. Father God, I thank you for salvations. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for lives that are being turned around, for lives to humble themselves and serve the Lord their God. Father, I thank you, Lord God. We decree it over our seed and over our seed's seed. Amen. Your ziklag, say your, my ziklag, which is my inheritance, will be restored with increase by the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a shout. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I trust you.